When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Natalie Maraduena, influencer, businesswoman, sports illustrated, supermodel, fashion designer, to name a few, ranking in over 3.3 million Instagram followers and launching her new clothing line, <laughs> Ella Day. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Natalie Maraduena. Thank you, Joe. What a great little intro. Natalie, Natalie, Natalie. <laughs> we go so far back. So, so far back. We do, we do. And that is where I wanted to take this conversation today. Mm. Let's take a dive back into 2016. Wow, memory lane. Because as you walked in, you found the Dobrix coin and you said, are you going to spend it? And I said, yeah. And you said, well, I would save it because what if it's going to be worth money one day? <laughs> and I do do that with everything. Uh, but I didn't think that was going to be it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel we just ordered. We ran out of coins at the restaurant. And I feel like I do this all the time with like tickets or I'm a little better about it now because I was like hoarding at one point. But if it's tickets or passes like to an award show that we've been to or even like clothing, like if I wore a shirt, like when I played college soccer, I still have all my shirts and my hoodies and all that. And I'm like, I can't get rid of it because I don't know for whatever reason, I think one day it'll be of use to me or something. I don't know why. But the coin, though, I'm like, it's a part of the original batch, you know, like McDonald's. And that's like the dream one day to have like thousands of Dobrix locations. So like imagine like you have the original coin and the original packaging from the original production batch from the original Dobrix on Sunset Boulevard in L.A. For the Dobrix, you own part of the company as well, correct? I do. Is the plan to have all of those locations the same? So they're all going to have the coin. They're all going to. Um, honestly, we're just trying to get into like developing additional locations and like figuring out where we want to do that. Um, but yeah, we want to like keep the vibe the same. Like it should have the same feel, the same aesthetic, the same, you know, everything. I mean, we're still trying to perfect like just the first location. So yeah. Fran franchising out a restaurant is obviously hard. Do you guys mm -hmm. have somebody on your team helping you guide the way? Um, yeah, we just actually hired a brand new COO that's taking over all of like the operations of the company, which is huge. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's been awesome. And he's like, he's been in there every day just at the restaurant these first like two weeks. Um, he's like fresh. We just hired him two weeks ago. Hot and fresh and pepperoni. And ready to make some pizzas. <laughs> is, is he the one that helped put the spicy vodka on after you guys cook it? Yeah. Yeah. So what he, an improvement. <laughs> I know. Not that it, I liked it before, but now it's so saucy. It just drips off. Yeah. It's like melt in your mouth. It's so, yeah. He's like changed the whole process and the flow. He's like trying to come up with an actual system. So every employee makes a pizza the same exact way. Cause some people are like, 
you know, they have their own personal preferences and they will make the pizza the way they think tastes best, but it's not necessarily the way that we want it to be presented, you know? And so now he has like an exact flow and exact, exact system. And then now we, then we can replicate that into like additional restaurants and things. What other improvements have you, has he done? Um, organizing the restaurant is a really small space. So like having, um, like where equipment is being stored, keeping things clean and tidy. Um, what else? Just like the flow of people, like what they're doing at all times. Like sometimes it felt like there was like eight people behind the counter, just kind of like doing not much, you know? Um, like they didn't all have like a task and now everybody there, it's like more efficient. It's just flowing way better. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, so you have such a unique story. Mm-hmm. You were plucked out of Chicago. Yes, I was. Transplanted to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. For anyone that doesn't know, you started out as a content creator's assistant. Mm-hmm. And you worked your way up, and now you are... Uh, manager and president. Of the same creator. Of the same creator. That's very, very rare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, incredibly rare. And there were a lot of other milestones in between that you took yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You somehow cre- became an influencer yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How? So you moved back. Uh, you moved in 2016 to LA. 2018. 2018. Mm-hmm. And at that time, you were just going to be, be taking on random assistant roles. Yeah. So I, the way that I moved out here was I was going into my senior year of college. And David was like starting to blow up on YouTube at the time. He's getting like um, started. He was just getting like a million views a video, which was huge. And he was like, "I need an assistant. Do you want to move out here?" Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Well, why did he pick you?" Um, I think he just like trusted me, and like I was kind of always that like like a big sister to him. And so if there was someone that was gonna be able to like take care of his home and like respond to an email appropriately like he knew that I could do that like handle like the very bare minimum of business management or whatever um or just personal life management like yeah but he he knew that I was like capable of doing that and he trusted me and we had that like friendship um and I didn't have a job so all the things kind of fell into place perfectly (laughs) but yeah so I moved out and um I was actually only supposed to be living here for six months I was doing an internship for my last I needed one more credit to graduate um and I wanted to graduate so I was literally the person like typing back in the emails to my advisor being like Natalie's doing so great this week she did this this and that because you had to send in weekly reports oh you were your own weekly report I was my own advisor like reporting back to my advisor at school (laughs) yeah were you a made-up name at David Dobrik LLC. Um, I just pretended like I was David because I had access to his email. He knew that I was doing this, by the way. Yeah, he he didn't <laughs> want to do it himself, obviously. Obviously not. But I remember, like, we had to at the end of the semester, you had to put a report together, like what you learned and like with photos and things. And um, they didn't really know that I was like work. They thought I was working out of an office building, and I like you know pretended like I was working for um, David's manager at the time. And so I went into his office. I took photos like I was like working there. And oh, that that's was, like, so my... funny. <laughs> yeah. And we have the photos, actually. It's really funny. Was there hesitation for you to move out here? Um, initially, yes. I think I just wasn't sure. I, well, honestly, I was really young. So it sounded like a fun opportunity to be in like a new city. And I always I like taking on those like different 
opportunities I guess and doing something completely random that other people would be like I'm not moving across the country I was like yeah let's fucking do it um but my parents I feel like were torn my my mom was actually like kind of more supportive now it's kind of like flipped in a way where um my David grew up knowing my mom and like they had a relationship in Vernon Hills and whatnot and he was always like the kid like just like messing around and whatnot getting into not trouble but I don't know just like being annoying and she was like you're really gonna go work for him and I was like yeah <laughs> and she was like no, she was not about it but um it's funny how the things have worked out so now we're all so blessed that I took the opportunity because I am incredibly blessed so was it hard making the transition from Chicago to LA um because you didn't really have much of your own time because it was always work 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 mm-hmm. non-stop right yeah and I like I didn't have any friends here I just knew David and David in the beginning I was never in a single video I was never in a single piece of content for the first like year to year and a half and um that was like by design because I was just here to work and like I it it was never a thought that I was going to be like a person in the videos or whatever um and so I don't even know how that actually ended up happening how I actually got into the videos and whatnot I don't I don't remember how that happened but I assume a jump scare you have good screams. Oh, uh, maybe it was that. Yeah, David's scaring me. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. Um, that's funny. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so. Did you have any idea what you were getting yourself into? Because obviously you were familiar with the videos and the style of content that he was creating. <laughs> no, I had no idea. I had really? Ne- I had never. I think I think when I decided I was going to move out, I, I watched some of the videos, maybe. But I just, I just honestly like went so blindly, like just for the opportunity to like be living in LA. He just bought a beautiful home. Like it just sounded all so perfect, you know? And, um, I had no idea what being a YouTuber was. I had no idea how he was making the money, but I knew that he was. And I wasn't thinking about it as like a long-term career. I was just thinking about it of like, I'm 20 years old this is like a fun thing for me to just do and like put on my resume and then I can go back to Chicago and live my, my normal life and then literally within two weeks uh, I think I was there with you it was the um, within my first two weeks of being here in LA David had an opportunity to shoot a Super Bowl campaign with JLo you were there shooting it as well right yeah and that was the first time I met you and um that was like that was like I mean it was only two weeks in but I was just like whoa my mind was blown I was like what the what is he doing that he's filming with JLo and he has all these opportunities and he's getting paid to do this let alone like it was just it was just bizarre to me and then that's when it kind of like clicked in I was like okay wait this is actually like more substantial and more like long term than I had originally anticipated was that the moment where you realized you could be here long term it definitely clicked in for me at that point because aside from that, it was just goofing off at Scott's house and taping Jason to the wall. Yeah. And you're like, this is this is fun. Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, that Super Bowl campaign was insane. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up going to Minnesota. Were you there for that? No, no, I didn't go for that. But um, I was there to film with, with J-Lo. And it was those opportunities and, like, having those conversations. That opportunity was with AT&T. So we were talking to, like, on site, like, the executives from AT&T, their marketing executives. And it's just, like... Were you the one handling that? 
No, I was there. I, I honestly, I don't even remember why David even brought me. I didn't, I didn't do anything there that day. I, was I know we like, had to get an edit up that day, so we brought the laptop there and we were editing. I remember, I remember that. I saw. I remember like, yeah, sitting with the computer outside and editing something. But other than that, like, I was at that point, I was just answering emails and getting lunch, like getting food. But I think that he also at the beginning, like, he had no idea what to do with me. Like, he knew that he needed help, but he didn't know like how he needed help. And were you kind of just shadowing him? Yeah. Like I, I, I remember my first day I literally like I, and I, everything I do, I like try to take it seriously and like try to put my best foot forward <laughs> and like, but like keeping in mind, like I'm working for like my little idiot neighbor at the yeah. end of the day. <laughs> and so, but I'm like trying to take it seriously as like an actual like career opportunity. And so I like wake, I wake up at like 8 a.m. or 7 a.m. sharp. I get like, I have, I remember. Oh I was, my God. And I, I like wanted to feel so professional. Like this is my first day on the job. And I've, I remember this too, how seriously you took it in the beginning. But I think that's like why I'm here today. Cause I like genuinely did take it seriously. Like even when it was like such a joke. Um, but, and I like had my laptop set up. I made myself a coffee. I don't even ever drink coffee. And I had like my planner and my pen. Like I set up everything like perfectly. And like, I didn't even know like where to begin. I just like sat there and I was like, yes, like I did it. And then I just answered emails that day. And then David didn't even get up till like probably noon or one. I was just kind of like chilling in the house. And I was like, okay, I guess this is like, this is what my work is, you know? Um, but then like along the way, you just start to like figure out like there's other, there's other opportunities and things like just observing, like got me so far you know and I, I was able to just like absorb everything that everyone else was doing or like listening on conversations like oh like Scott's doing this today or he has this brand deal or someone's making this kind of merch and they're doing this and they're making this and you know whatever you just like absorb 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 and yeah and I learned a lot and now I'm here at what point did you really start showing your value of how you would be able to help the business um I don't even know I think I want to say like a couple months in is when I when I took over the email full time, there was nobody checking it before. Not like it was just thousands of emails unread. Business emails for sponsorship opportunities? Yeah. Okay. I mean, obviously not all of them, but yeah. there there were some in there that were just not they were just being disregarded. And and I started to pay more attention to like the the friends and what the friends were doing and how they were making money and whatnot and I knew that there was even just like other creators that were putting out merch more consistently and I love fashion I love like design I think it's really cool and fun and so that was when I sort of had a meeting with Fanjoy at the time to like take over his merch like that I put that that was like my number one like full-time product uh, project where I was like okay we should be doing like drops every month like we have the same clickbait word on a t-shirt that's selling incredibly well keep in mind but can I'm you like, share any of those numbers um or guesstimate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, he was doing eight figures. Yeah, like eight figures in merch a year, <laughs> which is crazy. And that was like, that was when we were doing drop. We were dropping things like monthly. We had a new like collection coming out each month. And like, I got to help 
with the design. This episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. If you don't know, Rosetta Stone is the number one most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. That's right. You can now immerse yourself in the language you want to learn. So whether you're traveling abroad or you want to watch some foreign movies and TV shows, break down the communication barriers with Rosetta Stone. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, the list goes on and on. There's no English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Pick up the language naturally, first with the words, then phrases, then sentences. It's designed for long-term retention. Plus, there's the built-in true accent feature, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like having a personal trainer, but for your accent. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Lightweight's podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That is 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem now for 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Process and like coming up with what colors we were doing and then shooting it with him. And it was all very basic. It's not like we were like, there was not much production value going into these things. Um, but it was just like really cool and really fun. And like, I felt like I was, I could see what I was doing and what I was helping create was actually like generating income, a lot of income. Um, and that was a really cool feeling and like seeing people like wear it out and about is really cool. And, um, yeah, that was just, that was like my, that was like my number one project where I feel like I've really contributed and helped make the most out of it. Um, and that was probably the easiest way to generate income so when you were out and about at what point did people start coming up to wanting to take photos with you I don't remember like I don't remember the first I think and it's so funny because you know it obviously that still happens like those interactions still happen today and we'll be with people like we've brought business partners to Dobrix for example to like have a meeting or whatever and they're like oh my gosh does this happen every day and I'm like well not every day we are at our restaurant so it is gonna happen (laughs) Uh, but um but it's just funny, like, I feel like I've been watching David do it for so long. And even before it happened to me, I feel like I just, like, it came so naturally. And he interacts with people, like, on such a, like, normal wavelength. Like, it's, like, so normal. that they're I think com- he's the best at it. Yeah. He's yeah. so genuine, too. And he's always down to take a photo. He's always down to do anything for anybody that comes up to him. Oh, yeah. Totally. And, and that's <laughs> so rare for, like, people, especially of his status. I mean, it's crazy. Like, we could literally be in the car someone will come up to us on the street like we'll be driving and then someone on the street corner will recognize him or whatever and we're like in like some sort of heated conversation or something right <laughs> and like it, the the emotional like the temperament in the car is not good but he'll roll down that window and he'll be like hi it's so good and i'm like i could never i could never just like snap out of it like that like i just yeah but he's really he's really good at like managing that and like being really like approachable and kind to everybody um but yeah, it's just funny. I don't know when the first time was that that happened, but um, it is really interesting. It is really cool. I remember the first time, um, actually, we were just watching this the other day. I don't know why. We were like going back into, I think David and I and maybe some friends, into old videos and whatnot, and we had done the merch pop-up in New York, 
And that was, I feel like I talk about this a lot, but that was the first time I have a video where I went up to the window of the building that we were doing it in. I was like on the fifth floor and I like opened the window like a crack and I like peek my head out. Like you can just see like this part of my face and every, people recognized that it was me and they were like, nah, at least like you can hear like the whole crowd of like 10,000 kids just like scream and they start chanting my name, Natalie, Natalie. And like my, I had brought one of my like longtime childhood friends. Sammy Pep. Sammy Pep. My girl, Sammy Pepper. <laughs> um, shout out, Sammy. <laughs> um, no, but I brought her and like it was crazy. And she was, she had no idea like the sort of like impact that we had on people. Cause you don't really, you know, you see videos online, they have a bunch of views, but like you don't understand how people like actually recognize, interact with us on the street, especially at that time when it was really crazy. And I remember we were trying to like leave. I had gone into our car in the back alley and there was still a bunch of kids all around and um, we were leaving and there was kids like running after the car, like banging on the, like I was like the fucking Beatles or something, you know? And Sammy was like, what world are you living in? Like she was <laughs> freaking out. She was like, this, Natalie, what is happening right now? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. This is really crazy. That was like the craziest. That was a peak of like craziness um, that I've ever experienced. Um, what else would you say was another craziness? Cause you did the college tours as well. Oh, yeah. You did, obviously, the podcast tour. Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably one of the coolest moments was, and I have this actually framed in my house, um, was the Views tour in Chicago at the Chicago Theater, um, where Jason and David, like, sold it out, and we made it, like, a whole, I think Scott performed. How many people is that? uh, Like, 3,500, 3,800, something like that. Uh, That was really cool, and it was just, like, in our hometown. Like, that's a really just awesome moment, like, to experience and to be able to say that you did that is awesome um doug the pug came out didn't he come out doug john stamos it was oh, star stamos studded was there too. oh my god yeah i forgot about that that's so funny like so many things happen and i always like i always i wish that i had written everything down as it was happening that would have been such a cool natalie thing if you had a little diary of it oh my god yeah. what's in your diary <laughs> <laughs> we're not getting into that but you didn't write stuff then I have like some like, but not consistently. Cause there were so many. I'll never forget when Sean Mendes came to the house. Oh my god, that yeah. was the coolest thing. Oh my god, wait, that's so funny. So, <laughs> well, for a long time, Sean was like my celebrity crush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. And um, like Stitches was my jam. I'd be like every day, like it's on the way to school, like singing Stitches. And I don't know why, but I was like so attached to this song for no reason. I don't even, I don't really even remember what the context of the song is, but, um, and I remember David had befriended him in some way and he was like, Sean's going to be coming over to the house today. And I was like, excuse me, what? And you know, David's like, oh, he's coming over in 20 minutes. And I'm like, I'm not prepared, you know, whatever. And then, um, he comes over and they're like hanging out. He's totally normal, very chill. And he was on Vine, too, you know, so they were, like, had that relatable aspect. He's, like, our age or whatever. And um, we are like, sitting around the table, and he's talking about – he's very into, like, health and fitness. And um, he was talking about how he, like, eats to fuel his body, not to, like – you know, he's not, like, you know – geeking out on like junk food and sugar and all this stuff and like that's my jam like I just love like sweets and things and then David was like oh I guess it's not gonna work out Natalie and he was like, so confused and I was like this is so embarrassing and um and he was like 
they, and then they went into my like diet and whatnot and it was just like so embarrassing I was like this is not how I pictured the interaction going yeah. but okay I'll just go with it were there any other celebrity interactions that you were just so shocked at that you were in that moment besides Halsey which I almost ruined <laughs> I feel like a lot of people almost ruined that for me but I had no idea um because I yeah never would have guessed that would have happened but um other celebrity interactions oh my gosh yeah um Kendall when Kendall came over to surprise Zane for his birthday Zane for his birthday so she had actually come over earlier in the day we were friends with some of her mutual friends and they had come over and she brought I don't know at what point that they got this but they brought a pet fish over like from Petco like in a little bag for Zane no, for David. Oh, I was like, okay. like, thank you for inviting us over to the house. I don't know. It was very random, but it was really cute. It was really funny. And we ended up naming the fish like something, a, a, you know, a spoof off of a Kardashian name or something. Um, but they brought, she brought like a pet fish over and she came over during the day at like noon. And we were just like all hanging out. And um, it was very like low key. And then they, they were over for like an hour. And then David's like, I'm actually throwing birthday party for my friend Zane tonight like do you guys want to come and they were like oh yeah that'd be so fun and like they're like we can help like with the you know setting up the decorations and stuff like that and I was like okay this is like crazy (sighs) what do you mean you're gonna help like whatever so then at like eight o'clock the party starts at like 10 and she comes over with like four other girls and they are like literally blowing up balloons and like Kendall was yeah (laughs) Yeah, like blowing up the balloons and like helping put like decor up and stuff like that. It was like the most funny, crazy thing. And it was really sweet and like very, I was like, wow, this is like very not what I had expected um, in the best way. And that was like a very, yeah, like surreal celebrity encounter, if you will. And then she stayed and she hung out. She like played the bowl. She surprised Zane. Like she was like down to do whatever. It was like really, it was really, I feel like she gets like a bad rep for being like, uh, high strung or whatnot but it was yeah it was cool have you guys talked since no <laughs> <laughs> so you switched from assistant to influencer and i think you did it the best you showed it was possible <laughs> i think you paved the way for a lot of people mm-hmm. at what point did sponsors start reaching out to you um i remember my first <laughs> was it the island did no, go- no, that wasn't my first. That was my like biggest at the time. You went away on an island to an island with your mom for yeah. a show. So it's so funny because Love Island just is coming out right now. And that's what I was promoting back in the day in like 2019. Love Island, CBS had reached out and they were like, hey, we want to bring you and Matt King, very random, to Fiji to the Love Island set and like have a whole experience. <laughs> you and Matt King. Yeah. <laughs> and Natalie so- and Matt King are perfect together. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I think maybe because we were like the two single people in the friend group. I don't know. Yeah. And, um, so yeah. And not only were they paying for this whole like five day experience, first class travel to Fiji, which I'd never flown first class before. And then they were also paying me on top of that to like create posts and stuff. Like I was like, what the, like this is, and it wasn't like, how many followers did you have at that point? Maybe a million. Okay. Um, and we quoted them like something really high and they like just went for it. They were just like, yeah, okay. We want her and they paid it which is crazy and it was at the time this is and this is this is absurd but it was sixty thousand dollars for me to go to fiji for five days and promote the show and i had to make a bunch of content however but i was like 60 grand like that's insane and you got to bring your mom and i got to bring my mom 
and which also like her first class everything paid for like it was the most insane experience i was like i was yeah in in shock you seem like the kind of girl who lays in bed at night and screams in the pillow that something crazy just happened (laughs) Did, did you do that I remember freaking out. I remember being like really scared to like tell David because I was me missing like five days. I was making missing a whole day, a whole week of work. Which in vlog terms, that's two videos. Yeah, no, it was like a really big deal. And not only for that, it was like you know I am a full time employee on the payroll. I'm not really like an influencer, even though I have a following and I get these deals and things like that. My priority is my job, and like our our workplace rules are just like that of any other workplace. Like you have like your vacation time, your sick time, and, like, you need to be working. And I, like, I remember telling him I was, like, so scared because I was, like, I can't pass up on this kind of money. Like, this is insane. This is, you know, whatever. And um, and he was just, like, because like, I feel like at the same time it was also that, like, pivotal moment where, like, if he was, like, allowing me to do this, I was going to be, you know, doing more things opportunities like and brand deals and things like that. And it's, like, that work life or the work influencer whatever balance is it's hard to manage and it like and it was um because I always wanted to take like every opportunity because it's just amazing like you what you can do and the amount of money that these brands pay people to create posts and do things that are so low lift is insane it's insane and that's how I'm in the management side of things now because I know it's insane and (laughs) (laughs) making that money that way is very um yeah it's very very affluent in that way but um what was your first sponsorship was it like a skincare type thing i feel like i remember you i did a high smile teeth yes. whitening brand deal like a i don't even know what it was like a video or something on instagram um and i just like like put my little like high smile whitening kit in and it was like 400 bucks were you beyond stoked oh i was so excited and i remember like i was like just in my bathroom just like filming it and like i don't know just just a funny little moment i have like all the photos from it too so funny i remember finding your twitter because you were the only other one tweeting and me and you were pretty neck and neck and then i remember i looked at your page and out of nowhere you were like fifty thousand followers ahead of me i'm like whoa whoa (laughs) because you were no one else was tweeting everyone else was just instagramming yeah but i feel like you had like the secret little life like on twitter that you would do at (laughs) night (laughs) (laughs) that's really funny i did love like david and i when we were in high school we like competed for who had more twitter followers oh really yeah it was like a thing between us and i always had more until he like really fully pursued you guys were friends you guys were just friends in high school yeah middle school yeah middle school i met him in the sixth grade what was your first impression of him um i I like I saw him in pat I wasn't a very like social I wasn't like a social butterfly by any means but um I would walk home from school like I would the moment the bell rang I had my bag like fully ready I didn't even stop at my locker after school I just booked it out the door and walked home before even the buses like left the building of school like I was already at home it was a five minute walk from my school and um one day, I guess I like didn't leave quick enough and whatnot, and so that whole Rat Pack of like David, John, John Alex, Alex, Reggie, all of them, the Rat Pack, <laughs> <laughs> and because they were all they would all hang out. You want me to pause? Oh no, you can keep going. Okay, they would all hang out outside, like in our neighborhood, and I could look out my window and see them all hanging out, but I wasn't friends with them. I could see them, I could hear them th- outside my window hanging out. But did I did you want to hang out with them? 
I think a part of me did, but I was always so shy and like so intimidated by like speaking to other people that I just wouldn't, I didn't put myself out there. In that house, was it just you or did your sisters live with you? Just me. Just me and my mom. That's it. Aw. Yeah. And they're the cool kids who were outside and you didn't get to say hi. I know. I know. Did you have a crush on any of them? No. John. (laughs) I met John in third grade before he spoke a lick of English and he was funny. He was always, we called him John Paul and um, he was so cute. He was like this little chubby little Filipino kid and he was like so tiny and so cute. I remember him. (laughs) So you guys figured out the sponsorship thing. Was it a conscious shift for you going forward to focus on your own sponsorships as well? Or how'd you navigate that? Um, I Because I, you also did it in an incredible way where you like you have a team. I yeah. feel like no one else, like at least in our friend group, really has like a big team <laughs> like you. But like you've I feel like you've done it right. And yeah. I think that's why you're in the spot that you're in. Yeah. Well, I like I knew that there was an opportunity. Like, obviously, I saw it from David, and I'm lucky enough where I get to spend so much time with him. So I also get to absorb like a lot of his knowledge and a lot of the like his process of doing the things that he does, and his like tips and tricks on things, you know. Um, so I'm lucky in that regard. But <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I just I immediately recognized like I was getting these offers in my email, and I just I didn't have time to f- focus on doing those things for myself because I was doing it for David. And I didn't want to lose that like relationship because I genuinely like really loved making the vlogs, helping do the brand deals, creating the merchandise. Like that was like really rewarding for me more so than like putting up a sponsored post, you know, but I didn't want to pass up on that opportunity because that would be stupid. (laughs) And um, so I, yeah, I I just, I took a bunch of meetings with a bunch of different management agencies and whatnot. And I was like, this is, you know, I actually met with a couple people, one manager who I'll never forget. And I told them what I was interested in. That's like the baseline. Like you say, like what you're interested in, what you would like hope to do. And I talked about, you know, like a clothing line one day or, you know, just like enjoying fashion and whatnot. And I remember one, I wanted to go to fashion week. It was like my dream to go to fashion week. And I remember talking to one of these managers and she was like, well, you know, you understand, like was so like, down on me about it because I wasn't I wasn't a fashion influencer by any means I was just a girl that like had a following right there was not, wasn't like a necessarily like a direction like some other like people like have their niche and they like dive into that um and she was just like well you know like you have to you have to hire a stylist and you have to have a hairstylist and then you need to get an invitation to these shows and you need to buy clothes and was like telling me all these things that would impede me from getting there because I didn't have the money to do all that and I was like, okay, I mean, I understand that you can do that that way. And I've gone to fashion week now. I didn't necessarily have a stylist and a hairstylist and all this stuff, you know, like you don't, there are ways to do things and there's ways to get invited to things and like seize opportunities without like doing all the cliche, like bullshit, if you will. Um, But I just, I remember like leaving that meeting and I was like, screw her. I'm going to do all this shit without doing any of what she just said. And yeah, that was like good moment for me <laughs> that's great yeah what do you do now outside of work stuff how do you spend your time just hanging out um i started reading a lot more um novels I, erotica yeah. 
<laughs> Erotica. <laughs> um, no, I'm like really into like Colleen Hoover right now. Do you know who that is? Yeah, we were just in Costco and I saw her book and Caitlin's like, I want to start reading this. I'm like, why? <laughs> They're so good. I'm like obsessed. Like what I obsessively read them. It's like teeny romance. They're like in their 20s, like most of the characters. But it's just like the way that she writes is like really good. It's not like cliche cheesy. It is a little cliche. It's like my favorite movie is well, one of my favorite movies is Twilight. And like not Harry Potter. Not Harry Potter yet. <laughs> the wand that I got you is right here. <laughs> oh my god. I remember Joe Joe surprised me with that wand years ago and a he signed Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> Harry Potter wand. And I was so confused. I was like, Thank you. Like, <laughs> I was like, What? And he's like, Is this not your favorite movie franchise? And I was like, I mean I, I like Harry Potter, but like I wouldn't say it's my favorite. Um uh, that's really funny. But you still have it. Yeah. Um but you know there's like things that are cheesy but still like enjoyable yeah and her books are just like that and i've been i've read like three of them already just this summer so you love reading mm-hmm. pizza <laughs> i love eating and Management. i like reading <laughs> and what <laughs> eating reading and pizza and clothing line yes and my clothing line are you wearing it now i am ella day this top is ella day yeah um this is our new color that's dropping in like a week or two um but we yeah i launched it in february it was like a lifelong dream of mine to have my own clothing line one day and did you know the name <clears throat> no honestly and I, I i there were other names that came before Eliday um that i thought were cool but they, they were either taken like finding a name was so hard took so long um, but we came across Ella Day because we wanted to make day wear and we liked like the day just sounds like there's like positivity and it's like bright and light. I just liked that like notion of it. And then ELA was, uh, the last three letters of each of my names, Natalie, Noel L, Maraduena A, and then Ella Day sort of like came to be, um, and that's like a subliminal thing. Like you don't need to know <laughs> that's what that stands for, but um it's cool and like it's like a special little thing for me to know what kind of involvement do you have with it um so i have a i'm like one of the founding partners i obviously do not do it all by myself um and i partnered with a company i had like met with several companies over the past like several years right when i was signed with my management company you're so good at business <laughs> you shopped around like of course natalie did <laughs> of course she found the best person to work with <laughs> <laughs> well yeah and i like and i needed to find someone that understood you're that. a boss bitch <laughs> like, let's just call it like it is <laughs> well thank you i try um <laughs> that's funny <laughs> um yeah i don't know i just i like well the other thing too is like a lot of companies approach influencers and they're like oh my god you have three million followers we need all these posts and we're gonna sell the brand for you know whatever and it's just like not really realistic and I I wanted to find someone that was equally as excited about creating a brand with me wasn't just like pumping it out of like an influencer factory of like a million brands you know whatever and also understood that like I have a full-time job so this clothing brand can't be my full-time job but I want to partake in it as much as I can Um, and that's like the relationship that I have with it now like we have there are designers that actually like I I create a mood board I create like you know I, I wanted these pieces and whatnot 
and I know what colors I want and I'll tweak, you know, they'll come up with the base designs and then I'll tweak it based on what I think is more like sellable. Um, and we have a team that like helps run ads and do the social media page. And, um, there's probably like seven or eight people on the actual LA team. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> What's that reaction when you get your ensemble back to you and you get to feel it and wear it and try it on and like take it out in public? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> sorry, my um, I don't know. It, yeah. It, I mean, seeing the first meeting that we had, they came to LA and they just brought like a bunch of samples of things and like prototypes, things that they had made in the past, fabrics that they have in there. They have their own factories where they're producing um, they have two other clothing brands that they create for um, and that are not like mine at all. Like there's an underwear brand and like a, a different like basics brand or whatnot. But um, yeah. And I was just like, it was just, it felt like, so like, I really felt like I was like a fashion like owner, you know, like I was like, you know, one of my lifelong, you know, dreams before when I was in college, I wanted to be like a luxury brand manager like working at a Gucci or a Louis Vuitton or something and like helping on the corporate level, like managing the brand and, um, or like the PR or something like that. And it like to have, to be in that role for myself with my own brand, my own company, like was like so surreal. What's the reaction from people when they get your clothing? I think people are like surprised. Um, I feel like our prices are like at a very sort of like, I would say mid to high range. Like it's not like you're not getting anything for 20 bucks necessarily. Um, but well, nothing's for 20 bucks anymore. <laughs> Caitlin thought you you guys were very fairly priced. Yeah. I mean, we try to be, it's like fairly priced. We try to like stay with the norms while also like trying to accommodate for all the people that we have to pay and the things we have to do. Um, and like keeping things like really high end and like luxurious. Like I, I'm really picky about the fabrics and like having things that feel nice and like comfortable on your body and um, all of our sizing too. That was like a big important thing for me. We don't produce like a high quantity of items yet because we don't have the clientele. We're, we're not, you know, selling 10,000 bodysuits, you know? So we produce smaller quantities, which means that our size range can't necessarily be as expansive um and so all of our pieces are like like elastic and like spandex is like really big on our thing and like some of our bottoms like it says it's a double xl but like it can fit up to like a four xl you know because it's so stretchy and like so expandable and i don't know i think it's been really cool it's been like a really fun experience to like learn it's so different from anything else that i do and it's very frustrating sometimes and we get our things from overseas and we own our own factory overseas and um it's yeah it, it can be a little frustrating but it's it's good it's been fun i feel like you have like five big things in your life so ella day dobricks mm -hmm. management natalie and your personal life yeah. how do you balance all of that time because they're they're all so time consuming is it hard for you um yeah, I would say it's hard. <laughs> um, I mean, luckily there's people like if I have to tap out a little bit, like there are people there on each of those teams that's like helping run and do things. I would say like my personal life probably gets the biggest hit of all because I prioritize the other things first. Um, but I'm lucky in the sense where like 
my job and my personal life are kind of intertwined. Like, yes, I'm working like all the time, but I'm working with my best friend and oftentimes a lot of my other friends. Um, and it's really fun, you know, like we get to go to Europe and like go on these trips and like it's work, you know, we're networking, we're working with these brands, we're doing whatever they need us to do. Um, but it's still really fun at the end of the day. And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Like I literally think I have like, not the perfect life, but like I have a really, really, really amazing life. And like, I'm so blessed. Like I think about it all the time. I'm like, this is crazy that I don't know. Like, this is my job. This is my life. (laughs) This is what I get to do. And like, I have a home and I have a car and like all these things that I never in a million years thought I would have at this age, at least, you know? Um, but yeah. (laughs) How do you think your persona has changed since you've taken on the managerial role? Um, it's funny, like looking back at old videos too, like the 2018 assistant Natalie era, if you will, whatever. Messy bun, glasses. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. just like rolled out of bed and like trying to work all day you know like trying to find an alligator (laughs) (laughs) and like yeah I don't know I feel like it's funny I mean I think I carry myself a lot differently now I feel like I have a lot of years of experience of like needing to be like the head honcho of sorts and now I feel like I've I'm no longer intimidated and like shy like I really I feel like I try to like insert myself in in things when needed because I feel like I know what I'm doing most of the time or try to know what I'm doing at least most of the time pretend um but yeah I don't know I think I think I just I think of my like aura is like a little different I I think it is too (laughs) you came over the other day while me and him were playing pool and you like had your hands in your pockets and you're like walking over like (laughs) so what we're like old now that we're just like huh <laughs> but now you had like you like walked over like just checking in making sure everything was working good <laughs> and you went back to the kitchen what i did yeah i don't even know that i'm doing that that's funny um yeah i don't know i'm also like running at a million miles a minute sometimes so i just like if i need to get something done i just like walk up and i'm like i need this now <laughs> i just get it done <laughs> i don't like really care um but no like i feel like I feel like I've like I found my like I found success at such a young age that I I don't know I just feel like I carry myself with that like I feel very sure of myself sometimes that's great yeah do you still feel sure of yourself even after you went to Lollapalooza and nearly died after waking up in a tree what when you were 16 and your tent got attacked by a bear on a camping trip (laughs) you're combining like three different stories god damn it Sammy Pep Wait, did you did you dm her yeah no you didn't yeah oh my god your best That's friend funny. what happened you went to Lollapalooza and you woke up in a tree wait what did no no <laughs> no no wait what did you ask her what's the context of this question i, I just asked to... for some sizzling tea good memories that i could ask you about oh my god that's funny um well so my best friend sammy pepper and i we, we went to summer camp together for seven years i would go for eight weeks every summer to new hampshire and go to the sleepaway camp and it was the most like formative thing of my entire life i am literally probably the reason i person i am today because of camp and all my friends there um camp robin hood camp robin hood crh yeah yeah that was the first time you did a lot of stuff huh ew what did she tell you <laughs> I don't know. Did you get kicked out? 
<laughs> I think so. Yeah. It's okay. kind of like a team. We don't really know, but I think her and I got kicked out. Yeah. We didn't get invited back. Especially so. with the stories from Israel. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, is this said to ask about that one? <laughs> is this said to ask about that one? Oh, God. <laughs> Oh my god! What are my friends like? My friends and my sister betraying me for? Um, that's really funny. Um, well, at camp, the bear. So first of all, Lollapalooza. Sammy and I went when we were like seventeen, and we really took ourselves on a wild ride. <laughs> and I will never forget it ever. But um, we were like wandering on the festival, and I found friends of mine. They were like two or three years older than me in high school, and. I found them and they were like, Nat, you have to come with us. And I was like, Sammy, let's go with them. It was like some cute boys from high school. And she was like, no, we have to like, we have to wait here. Our other friends are meeting us here. And I was like, we've been waiting already in this spot for like an hour. And I was like, they're not coming. Like, let's go. And she was drunk. She's like, I'm going to sit here and wait. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go with them into the, into the, like towards the stage. And I ended up going in with this guy and, um, had a great old time we're dancing we're singing he, like puts me on his shoulders like the most cliche like music festival like experience or whatever did you guys make love no oh do we make love i don't know i thought you guys did no okay never mind <laughs> <laughs> and um <clears throat> and so then at the end the, the set ends and i'm like oh my god how long have i been in here like sammy's probably freaking out like she does not know where i am and i'm in the middle of a crowd of thousands of people and um so he like we go to like the porta potty area or whatever because the set's done and um he like tries to kiss me or something and, uh, and i was not having it and gross. so <laughs> and so he was like okay i'm gonna, and i like swerved him or whatever <clears throat> and he goes you into do the that a lot right <laughs> i feel like you swerve a lot of people i know i know i probably Did you should, I should probably just yeah, but then I ended up giving, like, then I ended up, yeah. I did swerve him for a long time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so then when he went to the porta potty to go to the bathroom, I just ran away. And I left him. So he came out of the porta potty. Probably, I don't even think I talked to him since. Never seen him since? Never seen him since. Wow. Sorry, Greg. What's his name? <laughs> Ken? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but then I found Sammy, and she was standing in the middle of the festival, like, out a ways with my mom. So my mom had taken us like to the festival and like was in the festival with us, but just not, you know, with us, with us. Yeah. And, um, she was standing there with my mom and like three police officers. They were like filing a missing, missing report, like child report or whatever, because they thought that I had like been taken. She thought that I, that these men had taken me yeah. into the festival or whatever. And I was like, no, those were my friends. <laughs> and yeah, that was that story. That traumatic Lollapalooza story. I'm going back in two weeks. Thanks, Sammy. Yeah, thanks, Sammy. To wrap it up, if you could relive one bit from the vlogs, mm. what would it be? Oh, there's so many. Um, What's my favorite bit? Whether it happened to you, somebody else, the prep work, mm. seeing it all come together. Um, oh my gosh. It's like easy for me to think about my least favorite bit than it is to think about my favorite bit. Oh, let's do both. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, my least favorite was like the U-Haul bits. Oh, uh, yeah. Just because I had to set it up 
You had to drive too. I loved watching you drive. Yeah, I drove. I set it up. I cleaned it up. I like. I we did one where they set up a dinner table in the U-Haul, and I had to go around. And David's like picky, okay. So like, I was driving around to different like thrift stores around the LA area, trying to find the particular like wooden table and four chairs and certain plates that he wanted that looked good for whatever production. And then we filled all the plates with cereal and milk and we would drive, I would drive, then I would drive the U-Haul and I would stop and all the cereal and milk would go flying, whatever, it was this whole thing. <laughs> and we had to redo it like three times every time. This, it took us all day to film that bit. Did you get blacklisted from U-Haul? Yeah, I'm not allowed to rent U-Hauls anymore. Still? I haven't tried since, but it was like, it was in like an eternal like ban. Yeah. yeah like I'm not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> can't move (laughs) (laughs) can't move um yeah so that was like my least favorite i just and i remember it was hot summer day and i'm sitting in this hot truck like with like warm milk everywhere and it's like all over i just felt disgusting and nobody helped clean up either it was just like me little old me like wiping down the sides of the u-haul all these like big strong men are like we're filming a bug bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, losers. Um, so that was my least favorite. But my favorite, gosh. Um, oh, you know what was really fun, but also kind of stressful, um, was the video that we filmed with Kylie. Like, it was really fun because she was, like, she was so fun and, like, such a great sport about it and, like, was genuinely, I think, having, like, a lot of fun filming it, too. But, like, I, I was the one. So it was David, Kylie was in the back, and Stoss was also in the back. And then someone would random would, – I was inside the mall finding random people. Like, I had a clipboard with, like, release papers, whatever, that they were like, oh, I'll be on camera. And I told them that, like, you know, we're playing a trivia game or whatever, pop culture trivia game. And I was just wandering the mall, and, like, there would be times where, like, I didn't have someone. There wasn't that many people in this mall. And David would be like, you need to hurry up. Like, Kylie's waiting in the car. And I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, I was, like, <laughs> scrambling them all, like, looking for someone to, like, get in the car and do trivia questions. And for Kylie to then su- surprise. Um, but, yeah, that was that was fun. That was a really fun video to put together. And it's, like, so memorable. I think it won, like, an award or something. Yeah. A stream yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. That That's fun. so funny. Yeah. People were saying we should do uh, behind the vlog. You know how people go back. Oh, like through like all of the office episodes or yeah. all of boy meets world oh my god i'd be so good at that it'd be so fun yeah hearing you pull people out was a really cool perspective yeah because i didn't know that you were doing that in yeah. <laughs> with the clipboard i was like sign this for a pop culture trivia quiz did they need to sign the release um yeah we well that was at a time where i feel like like production value in youtube videos was like going up a little more so we were just like nervous and we it was just david and i like shooting these things most of the time you know right and we didn't want to get in trouble down the line or if they said like oh i don't like kylie or something like that to try and take it down later yeah on. yeah yeah something like that right yeah. so. cool well is ella day out now ella day's out now summer collections are out and we're ready to purchase at elladay.com check us out on instagram tiktok we're having fun doing stuff and yeah men's collection coming soon hopefully one really? day soon yeah we want to do like more unisex stuff oh that'd be sick mm-hmm. i really caitlin loves the do you know the bar the bar like the clothing brand yeah 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 there's uh they have one that says fiance and uh, they have like wifey yeah. but you sh- wifey hubby like yeah that'd be cute i'd bet <laughs> <laughs> and i'm sold <laughs> where can everybody find you 
Um, I'm Natalina Noel on all my social media platforms. So check her out. Check me out. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me. Lightweights. Out. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.